0: Would you turn, please, in the scripture to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Are we in a rush today? Are we in a hurry? This is a special day. I heard, a, we had a guest speaker a while back, and, and towards the end, he said, uh, would you give me, you know, how many, give me five more minutes? And several people raised their and he said, oh, great, 15,." 20 <laughs> Um, uh, like uh Brother Jeremy was saying, uh, you learn some things uh as you follow the Lord as time goes by. The scripture said, uh, uh then shall we know, if we fi- as we and if we follow on to know the Lord. And um uh, next year, about this time, will be our fortieth year in the ministry. And uh, 20 years traveling on the road and then um, before we uh, started this, now it'll be almost 40 years traveling on the road, but then it'll be 20 years or so now pastoring and so we've gotten to see some of both sides of this and um, that's what I want to touch on some things today that the Lord has put on my heart um, to secure you. And safeguard you going forward. Because this this is wonderful, this is a strong beginning, and the enemy hates it. I mean, he hates it. And he will not sit by while you flourish and grow and succeed. He intends to disrupt. He intends to divert. He intends to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, he cannot do just what he wants to do. He can't do any more than we will allow him to do. But it is sad how much Christians are allowing him to do. So are you believing God with me this morning? How many want the Lord to, you want to allow him to safeguard you? To secure you now and years to come. In Proverbs the fourth chapter, Proverbs four, this whole chapter deals with the verse we're going to read here in verse 18 and uh, it would be a good good time spent to just spend the whole time on this fourth chapter because it's talking about verse 18, the path, the path. It says, but the path of the just, Proverbs 4.18, the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. Perfect day means full day, complete day. This would be noon, time, bright, no shadow. And we see it's progressive the path of the just. Well, you and I are those justified by our faith in Christ. And there is a path that God has for us. Now, you see, if you, if you back up a little bit, verse 14, he said, enter not into the path of the wicked. He's talking to the same people. Can a right person... Take a wrong path. Oh, yeah. He's telling the same people, don't go into the path of the wicked. Don't go into the way of the evil or the bad. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. And then in verse 18, he talks about the path of the just. So he's contrasting. There there is a way that seems right to people. And it's a broad path and way that a lot of people are on, but it's the wrong road. And it leads to destruction. And there's a straight and a narrow path that leads to life and salvation and relatively few there be that find it. Why is that? And you can identify the path you're on by how much light you have. Because the path of the just, come on, help me out. Huh? The path of the just does what? It doesn't peak. It doesn't plateau. If we're walking with the Lord, Jesus said, I am The light of the world. He that follows me will not walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. Darkness is defeat. Darkness is depression. Darkness is confusion. Darkness is ignorance. Darkness is failure. And if you're a believer, And your life has been getting worse every month for the last 10 years. You're not on the path. You're not on God's path. Now, that is not popular teaching. No. in, In many, many, many churches, it's taught that if you got in the ditch, and experienced 10 years of failure. Somehow or another, it was the mysterious will of God. That things got worse year after year. That God is teaching you something through these things. No. Now in this life, because of the curse and demons and all the problems, the cursing, crazy people, uh, you're going to have some things to deal with and some, some things to overcome. But if you are where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you, you trust the Lord and you obey Him and walk with Him day in, day out, it will get brighter and better. I didn't say you wouldn't have any challenges but you will overcome and you will overcome and you will grow stronger and your revelation and light will increase. Hallelujah. And like Brother Jeremy was talking about that verse as your soul prospers it doesn't get worse on the outside. Right? It gets better. It gets better. Brighter means better. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord. "Thank you, Lord. so there is a path that this church and this family has entered into under the leadership of your pastors and it's a it 's a thrilling path. you can tell it 's a good path and it 's a right path because we got light. Yes. Is that right? Yes. and things have been accomplished and and goals have been reached and and, and you're on the path yeah. Yeah. hey <laughs> but it's the beginning not the end not even the middle in hebrews 12 notice this hebrews 12 somebody say brighter and brighter Brighter and brighter. If it's not getting brighter, if it's not getting better, we need to check up. Are we on the path? Did we get off the path? In Hebrews 12, uh, this, you know, wasn't written in chapter and verse originally, and so the 11th chapter is the great faith chapter. Faith, uh, by faith. This one did by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And so when he says in 12.1, he's still talking about all of this faith. Wherefore, verse one, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, he's talking about all the faith heroes he was just referring to. Since that is the case, we have all of these amazing examples. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the same idea. The, the the race, the course, the path, and it is a faith race, and it is a faith endurance race. Did you hear the word endure there? Yes. That that the Lord endured. And he said, Let us run with patience. The race that is set before us. That word can be translated endurance. Through faith and perseverance, through faith and persistence, through faith and endurance, we obtain, we stay steady, we progress, and ultimately finish our course. Life, this life, is very, very short. Oh, it's short. The scripture says, what is your life? It's a vapor. It's a mist. I mean, you see that all the time around here. A mist on the mountains. Right? Every time you see it, you need to remind yourself, that's how long my life is. Is how long it takes that mist to clear up. From God's perspective and his perception of time, which is right, that's how long you are in my life is if we have a good long one. I mean 100 years, 100 plus. That's what it's like. So a top priority to us should be not wasting it. Hmm? Top priority should be redeeming the time, making the, the most out of and the the best use of our remaining time and resources. And running our race with endurance, getting on the path, staying on the path, and finishing the race. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which involves... Being a witness for him and and reaching our generation with the gospel and all these things. Building his church against which the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now, you have an adversary. Have you found that out? You know, people a lot of times don't like to talk about it, but pretending you don't is not going to make it go away. And the scripture says in... in, um, Revelation, the 12th chapter. I want to read this from a a different translation, if we could. Y'all okay? You comfortable? Revelation 12 and 9, it it talks about the devil. And it says that he, John saw it, the the dragon, the old serpent, I'm reading the Young's literal translation, who is called the devil and the adversary who is leading astray the whole world. Now the reason I, I read it from the Young's is because it says that term leading astray, that's actually in my estimate more accurate than deceiving. But you're saying the same thing too because that's how he does it. Did you hear the term leading astray? This is one of the main activities of your adversary is to get you off. Get you off track. Get you off the path. And he will work on that All the time. You must be on your guard. You must be aware that when God puts you where he wants you to be and doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's so exciting. The grace is there. There's productivity. It's working. It produces be aware that the enemy is already planning and working to get you out of there, to get you away from it, to sever you from it, to unhook you from it, to to lead you astray, get you off the path. And when you get off the path, you get away from the light. And off the path in in an error path, you, it gets darker all the time. I mean, month after month, when you're not in your place, you're not in your grace, you're not running the race that God has for you, you get more confused every year. And you can try 30 different things and, and they won't satisfy you and it doesn't work. And in the meantime, you've wasted 10 years of your really short life. Now, after 40 years in the ministry, I have seen this too many times. I've seen it with believers. I've seen it with ministers. It's sad. It's one of the things that, you know, you have to, as a minister, you have to cast your care of them over on the Lord because God won't control people. And and we can't. But you never have to allow the enemy to do that to you. But you'll have to do some things differently that many people do. If, and you'll have to not be ignorant of his devices and make the right choices. I want you to notice in this verse again 12 1 of Hebrews. 12 1 of Hebrews. He said, seeing we got this great cloud of witnesses, do what? Lay aside every what? Wait and sin, which does so easily beset and run with patience the race that is set before us. Here you will see three reasons. He gives them to us right here. Why people would stop running their race. Waits, sins, and impatience. Have we got time to talk about those three a little bit today? Because if you're if you're aware of it, then you're forearmed. You're prepared. And you can see the enemy trying to get you out, trying to get you off. Waits. What are weights? Weights are not sins. And yet weights can cause you to give up your race. Just like sins can. Just like impatience can. What is a weight? Well, a weight is something that weighs you down. (laughs) Y'all are quiet. (laughs) A weight is something that weighs you down. Well, that's particularly a problem if you're running a race. Right? If you're running an endurance race and somebody said, here, take this. What is that? Backpack. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And somebody comes by and says, Here, you should take this too on your race. What is it? I'll just put it in the back here. It's a brick. (laughs) And here's three cans of beans. You might get hungry along the way. <laughs> and here's a hammer and some tools in case you come across something you need to br- now, now you're laughing. But we use this term all, uh, all the time. You know, they, they got a lot of baggage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? Carrying a lot of baggage. We don't mean physical suitcases. What are we talking about? What, what, what is baggage? Anything that weighs you down is going to wear you out. And you get fatigued enough in, in, in running your race, you get fatigued enough, it gets harder every day to go on. And what you don't realize is you're getting up, you're getting up out of bed in the morning and you're reaching over and putting on your 20 pound boots with the lead heels. (laughs) (laughs) And you're putting on your 50 pound, you know, uh, uh, baggage around your waist and you're putting on your 100 pound, and and you you don't even recognize you're doing it because you've been doing it for the last 20 years. Cares about this. Upset about the past. Hmm? When the Lord says, Cast, casting all. Your cares upon him because he cares for you. What does all mean? Come on, help me out. What What does all mean? We, we so need to be honest with ourselves about anything we're carrying that we still, it still hurts us. It still bothers us. It still, uh, you know, weighs on us. Did you hear the terminology? That's exactly how we talk about it because that's exactly what's going on in the spirit. It's You don't have to carry pains from the past. There's a term I really don't care for that's popular in the modern church. We're all just broken people. You ever heard anything along this line? Well, we're all just broken people. Why do we have to be broken people? Well, every, everybody's, you know, got things from their past and hurts and pains. Sure, but why can't you be healed? Why can't you get over it? Why do you have to be scarred emotionally your whole life? The Lord can't heal it. He can't fix it. Why do you have to carry that? And why was he broken? so we could be broken? No. He was broken so we could be whole. Can he heal anything? Can he heal anything? If you'll let him. If you'll let him. Years ago, I went to, Phyllis and I went to visit some friends, and they had a little, beautiful little girl about, I don't know, four years old, I guess, or so. And she came running over and hugged me, hey, Brother Keith, Brother Keith. And and right after that, she wanted to show me that she had an owie. She had scraped her knee somehow, and, and, and so she pops it up in my face. I'm sitting on the couch. and and tells me how bad her fall was. And then her mom had did a beautiful job of bandaging it up. She reaches and takes the bandage and rips it off with what healing had occurred for the last couple of days to show me how bad it was. And I tried to stop her, but kids are quick. And I I said, I tried to say, "No, no, 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 it's already off. And, and I'm laughing at the same time and, and the Lord said pay attention pay attention I thought okay what's what? he said this is how so many of my people do something starts to heal and they tear off the bandage and they want to tell everybody how bad it was and relive it and retell it so you start over How many understand, you've got to pour in the oil and wine and then leave it alone. You got to quit talking about it. You got to quit bringing it up. You you got to forgive and let it go. Come on, are y'all with me? And if you'll do that, it will heal up. And after a few days, it won't hurt as much. And after a few weeks, not nearly as much. And after a month or two, you haven't thought about it for a whole week. Come on, can you see this? And you'll get to the place where you are completely healed. It is not hindering you. It is not weighing on you. Say that out loud. I don't have to carry pains from the past. The, these weights, there are many weights, but in order to run this race, you need the lightweight stuff, and the lightweight stuff is what the Lord gives you. Didn't he say it? What did he say? Come unto me, you that labor and are heavy loaded, and I'll add to your load. Huh? No? No? What did he say? I will relieve you. I will give you rest. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Many Christians don't believe that because they, they keep trying to tell you how hard it is to be a Christian. Huh? What a heavy load they carry, especially as a minister. that contradicts what the Lord said yes. said out loud light, light and, easy. and easy why because we're in a race yes. talk about lightweight fabrics new technology the Lord's stuff is the lightest yes. and it's the best yes. and it's the quickest yes. and it's something you can run your whole life in yes. hallelujah yes. without getting so fatigued that you want to quit When you go day after day and week after week and month after month and it just seems like it just gets harder and it's just getting harder and you get tired and you don't want to do it anymore. Now people don't like to talk about this but I, j- I spoke to some ministers not long ago. This is what they're saying. They want to quit. They're tired of it. People going to church, they get tired of it. You're not supposed to. You don't have to. You're not doing it right <laughs> if you do. But the thing that wears you out is because you're carrying all this stuff. And you get tired of carrying it, but you're not supposed to be carrying it. There are other weights besides cares the past, hurts, those things, listen to this phrase. There are many, many, many great things, wonderful things, needful things, important things that the Lord never told you to do. Come you all with me or not? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Never told you to do. And if you do them and you add something here and you add something a couple of months later and a couple of years later you add something else he didn't tell you. Oh, it's good. It's important. People want it. People need it. You will, you will experience the weight of that yeah. because you're not graced to do it. That's right. And you will be trying to push it in your own strength and that will wear you out. Yeah. Oh, you will get so fatigued and so tired. Uh, a minister friend of mine in another part of the world, uh, they started a church and I mean, you talk about explode, it, that thing just huge this is an explosion your church is an explosion this is quick this is this is wonderful and in, in a few years man they had just multiplied and they they were a a big going concern and he came to the states and he wanted to come by and see me cuz we're we're pals and and so he came by the house and and I could tell he just looked haggard he just looked <laughs> You know, he'd smile, but then he looked like he was about to fall asleep. And, and he just, and, uh, and so finally one afternoon I said, you know, let's me and you go over here and pray for a while. He said, yeah, I need to. I said, okay. So we did. Because I could just tell something's not right here. And, and uh, I got it in my spirit while we were praying. I said, uh, called his name. We, we set up. I said, brother, brother. Uh, you got a lot of stuff going on in the church, I mean, He said, "Oh Lord, we got, <laughs> we got, programs on top of programs." I said, "Yeah." I said, um, "I believe I just got something in my spirit that that you should do if you think it's right." I said, "Go over everything you're doing and and ask yourself when did the Lord tell me to do that." Go over everything you're doing and say, when, where and when did the Lord direct us to do that? He said, oh, Lord, that's it. That's it. He said, that's it. He said, I, I got all these groups and I got all these outreaches and I got all these things and I'm just meeting myself. coming." He said, the Lord didn't tell us to do half of that. Yeah. 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 How many think preachers should obey God and, Just do what? Well, how about you? It works exactly the same way in your life that you can add this and you can add that and this involvement and that involvement and that problem. I'm talking about in your personal life, in your family, in your things. It's a trick of the enemy. That's why a lot of people are not in church this morning because they got so many other things going. The Lord didn't tell them to do that will weigh you down that will wear you out and that will fatigue you to at some point you'll get to the place where you don't want to keep running the race you just feel like you're too tired that you can't go on you believe any of this yes, yes. pray a prayer then say father god, father god. show me, show me. Anything, anything in my life Everything that is a weight that is a burden that you didn't tell me to do you didn't direct me to do it reveal it to me and grace me to make the changes I'm willing to hallelujah thank you Lord oh somebody say thank you Lord thank you Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank, you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We, uh, we, You're off to a great start. But we've got to have endurance in mind. Right? We've got to set us a pace and keep this pace. The Lord tarries his coming next five years, next 10 years. Y'all with me? Next 20 years. huh? Can we stay with it? Can we? I've seen many people that didn't. Many people that didn't. When the new war off and they had other ideas. The enemy is right now trying to implement plans to get you off track. I wish it weren't so. But he's doing that with all of us. And he's looking for the weak points. He wants to wear you down. He wants to trip you up. The word offense literally means to trip up. To cause to trip up, to cause to stumble. And a lot of people, if they're running on the race and they really have a big stumble and a fall, many times they don't get back up and continue the race. They figure, well, I've lost so much time and there's no point now. So they just quit the race right there when they take a spill, when they take a fall. But that's not the kind of race this is. This is the race where the big thing is that you make it to the end. You make it to the end. He that endures to the end shall be saved. We want to be on the watch for offenses. Hmm? There in Hebrews 12, I want you to look down just a little bit further in that same chapter. This is all talking about some of the same things. Hebrews 12, 12. He said, Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. See, he's still talking about running your race. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. See, I told you it could be healed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whether it's internal, external. Somebody says, well, I can't run my race because I'm so broken. Well, get healed. Yeah. Get healed. Run. Yeah, but I got this. That. Well, you can be healed though. God heal you inside, outside, through and through, right? Get all the junk off of you. Get you lightened up. Get you refreshed, renewed, invigorated to run your race. So somebody say, I'm going to run my race. I'm 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 you, you best make up your mind because if you can be talked out of it, the adversary will. If not now, next year, 10 years from now, he'll talk you out of it. I want you to tell me again. I want you to say it so the Lord can hear it. I I am running my race. race. I'm running my race. I'm running my race. He said, lift up those hands. Get those feeble knees strengthened. Get get the lame parts healed. Uh, Follow peace with all men in holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now this, follow peace... And holiness, this gets into relationships following peace. Strife is the very manifestation of the evil one. When you sense the presence of strife, you are sensing the very presence of the devil himself, his evil spirits. Just like when you sense the peace of God, you are sensing the Holy Spirit himself. We must become intolerant of strife. Hmm? Following peace. Doing what we need to do. Get it fixed. Get it right. But don't let strife remain. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Bitterness. Everybody say bitterness. Yes. Be on the watch for weights of all kinds. Don't let them stay on you. Get them off. Cast them off. Don't hold on to them. Don't hold on to the past. Don't hold on to hurts. Here's another thing Be on the watch for bitterness. It's an evil, corruptive, defiling thing and don't raise a hand but do you imagine that you've ever got bitter over anything in your life I can tell you yeah you have Hmm. (laughs) a lot of times it sounds as simple as this what's wrong nothing Well, you know something's wrong. Right? Are they happy? Are they peaceful? No. What's going on there? You you can you can hear it in the tone. Bitter means acrid. Acrid, caustic. Like acid. And it it does the same kind of work acid does. It erodes it eats away at you. We must not let it in. And if we find that we've missed it, we must repent and get it out. Come on, can you see this? Because it will cause you to be defiled and even infect a lot of other people and can result in you getting so disillusioned and discouraged that you quit running your race. That you, that you leave your place, that you unhook from where God sent you and put you and unhook from the people that he joined you to. Have you noticed that we are the body of Christ and the Lord has set every one of us members in the body as it has pleased him and we are joined together by that which every joint supplies. Bonded together. Well, the moment the Lord helps you to get in the place and with the people that you're supposed to be with, the enemy is already at work to get you out of there. Because there you will grow, you will be a light, you will be a witness, you'll affect others for the Lord, you'll bear much fruit and fruit that remains and that's the last thing the devil wants to happen. So he is already at work to sever your connections from the people he joins you to. And you got to be strong, not to let it happen. And one of the things that has happened so many times is people got hurt and they got bitter over it and they left and they unhooked and they quit. And one of the things that you see, and it's just not even reasonable, but it's, it's how the devil works. It can be described with this phrase, but I thought. I thought. The reason the disciples were so disrupted when they came to take Jesus is that they said, that Luke 19, 11 said, they thought the kingdom of God should immediately appear. And so when Jesus let them take them, they just kind of fell off their chair. You know, the Bible said when uh, uh, Naaman came to uh, get help from Elisha, the man of God, that Elisha didn't even come see him. He sent his messenger down there, told him to go dip in the river. Man, it made him mad. Because, let me read it to you, 2 Kings 5.11. Naaman was wroth and he went away and said, behold, I thought, come on, y'all with me or not? I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call the name of the Lord and strike his hand over the place. See, he had it all figured out how it was going to happen. And he's really upset when it didn't happen that way. But why was he so sure it was going to happen that way? Why? He had no reason to think that was going to happen that way. Except in his pride, he assumed. I've seen in these last 40 years too many times people thought, well, I've been working here faithfully for the last five years. I'm sure they'll promote me and put me in the headship place when it comes up. Why are you sure of that? Oh, it's getting quiet now. Well, I, you know, we, we gave a lot of money to that. I'm, I'm sure they'll probably put us on that, in that group and in that thing. Why? Why would you assume that? But this, oh dear me, the same thing has happened in marriages over and over again. Assuming we're going to do this and assuming you're going to do this for me and you're going to do that for me, it was never said. But somebody got to daydreaming. (laughs) (laughs) And... And then the enemy saw an opportunity. And so he swooped in there and they thought, oh, I'd like to have that. Oh, yeah, that's what I'd like to have. And the enemy says, it's what you should have. Yeah, yeah, it's what I should have. And after all you've done for them, it's what they should do for you. Well, of course, it's what they're going to do. How could they do anything else? (laughs) And if you dwell on that and you listen to that especially for months or years you get to a place where you lose track of reality and you decide that's how it's going to be. And you forget that you and the enemy just dreamed it up. The Lord never said anything to you about that and that that was going to happen. I have seen person after person after person after person that that happened to. They got something in their mind and when it didn't happen, man, they got bitter after all I've done for them. I mean, I've been here every time this door's opening. After I've given, when I hold on, hold on. If you think somebody owes you something, you never gave anything. You're you're trying to buy something. You're trying to trade something. If you really gave it, there are no strings. If you gave it to, to the Lord, is that right? If you gave it to the Lord... You, you require nothing in return from them. Now, you're believing for good things from the Lord, yes. but don't get ahead of him and make up how it's supposed to be and what's gonna happen. Stay open. Yes. I, I've, I've learned a couple of those things the hard way myself. You got to thinking, well, this would be wonderful. And I'd like to do this. And, and then, you know, The Lord show you eventually. No, that's not what I want you to do. And then you got to die to your little dream that you came up with. (laughs) And I finally figured out it's better not to do that. Just don't concoct things like that. Jesus said, "I." It's written of me in the Word. I delight to do your will, O God. And when you walk by faith, you're not going to know how all of this is going to pan out. And there'll be some things you'll think, oh, that's what I want to do. That's what, and the Lord will say, I don't want you to do that. And if you're smart, you'll go, right. Right. Yes. (laughs) Now that you mention it, I don't even like it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's an act of your will. And your flesh is still going, we do like it. You say, shut up. No, you didn't. Shut up. (laughs) And if there's, I mean, a number of the things that I'm doing today, I, I even said years ago in my foolishness, just, oh, that's not for me now. That's not my call. That's not, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's what I'm in the middle of right now today. <laughs> but there had to come a point where the Lord directed and said, I want you to do that. And you were like, me, Lord? Is that, you're me, you're talking to me and you got to make up your mind right there you can fight it you can, you can wrestle and cause yourself a bunch of problems or you can trust that he's smarter than you and if he says that's a thing for you that's a thing for you so as an act of your faith we'll go yeah Lord if you say that's for me then here we go. that's the thing that's it now finally can you, can you handle one more what can cause you to quit running your race? To give up, to quit, go off on some other path that God never put you on? Weights can do it to you. Hmm? Bitterness can do it to you. Sins was another one. Right? Sins. Now, when you say sins, uh, let those people's minds go to two or three or four specific things, but sin is violation of light. James says to him that knows to do good and does it not, to him it's sin. Why, why would, it, would you say to him? Because he knew better. He knew to do it and chose not to do it. So the, here a sin was something this person didn't do. Sin is violation of life. If you know from the Lord you're supposed to do something and you don't do it, that's sin. If you know you shouldn't do something and you do it, that's sin. And I have seen person after person, ministers, church family alike, that they messed up. And they were so embarrassed about it, they just left. They quit going to church. They unhooked from the friends that God had hooked them to. Unhooked from the ministers and ministries that God had joined them to. And so what does that mean? That means the devil won. Can you see that? And you have to not let your pride do that to you. you got to be willing to humble yourself. Right? And if you missed it, you admit it. You acknowledge it. And well, well, people will find out. Well, they probably already know. You just hadn't found out that they already know. <laughs> but if they care about you and they're honest, they know they've missed it too. Now, if they're going to act like they hadn't, that ain't much of a friend. That's a hypocrite. But uh, Phyllis and I's heart had just gone out to people. Uh, there are a few cases we found out later. People just, they just didn't show up one day. And they were right in the middle with us for years. And then one day, they're just not there. And so we try to contact them and uh, everything okay? Yeah, fine. (laughs) Anything wrong? Nothing, nothing. Can you you hear that same kind of thing? And, And many times it's because of pride and shame. And if you're being led by shame... And pride, you're being led by the enemy. And he's going to lead you right out of the will of God and into destruction. And we've seen it. We've seen people, oh man, it wasn't months or a year or two after. You talk about problems. You talk about chaos. You talk about stealing, killing, and destroying. Why? They got out, they got off of their path. They, They got out of their place. They got away from their grace and they're exposed. It's dangerous. In a few cases, Phyllis and I were able to talk to people later and they were like, oh, it's just so, you know, I just I didn't know if you'd even want me to, 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 to be there or come back. We looked at them and said, do you not know us? Why do we do this? What do you mean? But people listen to the lies of the devil. And the further you are away from what you're supposed to be hearing the more convinced you become of the lie. Oh, they don't care about you, they, they never did. Lies, lies. Uh, they, they don't want you around, they just be disgusted with you. The devil's lying to you. People that loved you truly, they still love you. They may not love what you did, but they still love you. And they wanna help you. And they wanna restore you. When you need the help the most, don't unhook and run away stay and receive and wind up stronger than ever before when, uh, when Peter you know failed and, and he denied that, that he knew the Lord talk about a low point point. and the Lord looked at him and he just broke and cried and he's in pain Peter was in bad shape for some time I suppose but uh The Lord had told him before this, even before it happened, he said, I prayed for you. And when you're restored. hallelujah. When, not if. When you are, then you need to encourage your brothers. Don't let the devil win. If you mess up, If you fall, if you fail miserably, I mean, talk about get off the track. You got off the entire county. You. (laughs) Still, like the prodigal son, when you come to yourself, don't stay out there in the pig pen. Is that right? What did he say? Man, there's plenty of good stuff back in Father's house. I'm going to go back and say I've I've sinned. Right? Yeah. Find the strength. God will give it to you. The humility yeah. Yeah. to admit in common. Don't make excuses. Just say, I missed it. I, I should have listened. I, I didn't pay attention, but I'm repenting. I'm repenting. I, I want to come back. I want to I be back involved. I want to work. Amen. And I'm telling you, you'll be amazed amongst godly people how quickly. It can be like it was a bad dream that happened to somebody else a long time ago because I'm telling you, if they loved you then, they still love you. They still care about you. It has hurt Phyllis in my heart that people would believe that because they made a mistake, we didn't care about them anymore. It's just one of the biggest lies the devil tells. You know, he does that on God all the time, right? People stand away from church by the millions because they think God's mad at them. It's a lie. I said it's a lie. He wants them to run to him. He wants to hug them. He wants to cleanse them and wash them. He wants to restore them. He wants to give them a big ring and a fancy watch. He he wants to put the robe on them. Is that right? And the shoes on their feet. He said he rejoices more when the one out of a hundred sheep come back home than the 99 that never left. Why are we talking about these things today? You may be saying, amen, brother Keith. Amen, amen, amen. I'm not going to be that dumb. I'm not going to be that dumb. (laughs) I want to see it next year. And five years from now. Right. Come on, y'all, with me or not? Right. I want to know it and see you 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Thank, Thank you Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. I like what, uh, what Paul said. He had endured a lot of things. And uh, as he was facing some of the biggest challenges towards the end of his, his course and race, he said in Acts 20, 24, Acts twenty twenty four. He said, none of these things move me. Come on, say it out loud. None of these things move me. You know, he talked about this spirit of God through Paul in the book of Romans where he said, what can separate us from the love of God? And he starts listening. Not, not things in the past, not things in the future, not principalities, powers, none of these things, right? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And the love of God that's in our people and our ministers and our church family and our friends, uh, it's not going to separate us from them either when the love of God's dominating them. None, said out loud, none of these things. None of these things move me. Why would you need to say that? Because something's trying to move you. Something's trying to move you. Trying to get you bitter. Trying to get you upset. They didn't promote you. That thing you dreamed up didn't happen. (laughs) 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 None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself so that I might finish my course with joy. Joy, your joy is your strength. So finishing with joy is finishing strong. It's not going out with a whimper. It's going out with a shout. Say that loud. I'll run my race. My my entire race. race. I'll I'll finish my course with joy and I'll go, out with a shout. I'll go out with a shout I'll go out I'll go out with a shout hallelujah praise God just play something softly guys let's, let's close our eyes and focus on the Lord for just a moment further hallelujah focus on him You don't have to wait another moment to be healed from some of those hurts of the past. All you got to do is be willing to let the Lord heal it and then quit talking about it. Quit bringing it up. Quit telling everybody how badly they hurt you and all that. Let the bandage stay on and let it heal this time. He heals the broken heart. It is written. Ha case die just just pray in the spirit for just a moment Ese ngey ine ngeka Ona songo ring nekvey <in> Bring <Hebrew> ne Kayla day national los do johiente pe Weg mang mani Weg mani my Put your put your hands on one hand on your chest and one hand on your, your stomach area. This represents your, your heart and your soul. And let me lead you in this prayer. Said out loud, Father God, God I, let go. I let it go. I forgive, I forgive everyone, everyone that has hurt me. in the past. past. I release it. I say they owe me nothing. nothing. Not an apology. Not an explanation. explanation. I forgive them. I I release it. I I ask you to forgive them. them. And I ask you you by your Holy Spirit Spirit, pour pour in the oil And the wine of your anointing and restore my soul and make me whole inside and out. I receive healing for my heart, for my emotions, for every part of my being. I take it now in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, just keep saying thank you, Lord. He's doing the work in hearts and minds. Thank you, Lord, for the healing, restoration, deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. This is dedication weekend. And uh, as you have already, and as you do, these, these facilities should be dedicated to the Lord for his exclusive use and purposes. And, and in that respect are rendered sanctified and holy. But The building is not the temple of God. The building is not the church. It's the place where the church comes together in. You are the church. We are the church. And the scripture says that we're not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we could prove the acceptable and perfect will of God and Present our body a a living sacrifice. So say it out loud. Father, I dedicate myself to your service, not just today, but tomorrow, and next year, and the next 10 years, and 20 years, and 40 years, the rest of my life, I purpose purpose, with your help help. to stay joined stay stay connected where you put me, me. to go where I'm sent sent. and stay where I'm stationed. stationed. Hallelujah. 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 Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you need someone to pray with you, there are several ways for you to contact us. Feel free to give us a call at 817-577-0180. You can also contact us through the Legacy Studios app or either of our websites. Giving options are available online at pearsonsministries.com and legacychurch.family. If you prefer, you can also text an offering. Simply text LEGACY and any dollar amount to the number 28950 and follow the prompts. Be blessed today. We love you and remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.